from Somerville, Massachusetts, on Assembly Row, it's the Jeff Santo Show, kicking ass for the middle class. And now, here's Jeff. Thank you, Keith, and good afternoon, Americans, and welcome to the Jeff Santo Show. We are indeed live in Assembly Row, Somerville, Massachusetts, just outside the border of the great city of Boston, where I was yesterday. Amongst another 75, 100,000 people who were there to protest the gun violence in this country. We'll be talking about that today with uh, some of the students that were participating nationwide yesterday on uh, a glorious day for civic engagement and civic involvement led by elementary and high school and college kids. And it was great to be a part of it yesterday uh, through the streets of Boston and then eventually ended up at the Boston Common. We've got a great program today. We'll be talking to three students who will um, participate and I think are going to be future leaders in this country. Trayvon Smith, Amelia Ryan, and Sarah Rays, all from western Massachusetts in the Springfield area, Long Meadow and uh, Springfield itself, will join us at about 1.30. We'll get their perspective about what happened in Springfield, about their views and where we're going and what we can really do. And is it just uh, going to be a flash in the pan? I don't think so. Or is it actually going to result in major changes in this country when it comes to gun laws and gun safety? Then we'll talk to Robert Craig. Of course, Robert Craig heads a civic progressive group, Citizen Action, part of People's Action. And whether or not what we're seeing across the country yesterday and we've seen over the last two or three weeks is an example for the future. We'll get Robert Craig's thoughts. He's the executive director of Wisconsin Citizen Action and, again, a part of People's Action. We'll look forward to hearing from Robert. Now, we're also going to get into the latest of the Trump moves. Now, as many of you who have listened on a consistent basis to myself, I am uh, not a fan of Donald Trump, but it is not the scandalous, although I will watch 60 Minutes tonight, Uh, to see how low we have sunk. One of the great news shows, spending time with uh, Stormy. But what I'm really concerned about is his policies. His policies that have hurt Latinos in the immigration. His policies that have hurt uh, gay and transgender Americans. Um, His policies that are now going to put every American's life in danger by appointing to the National Security Agency the head, Mr. Bolton, who, of course, wants no part of peace, wants to get rid of the U.N., slash it in half, I think was his quote from many years ago, and is a hawk, still believes that Iraq was a good thing, killing so many Iraqis and, of course, so many Americans. I, I just, I just uh, really get angry at this. Now, we're going to uh, talk to Larry Corp, former Reagan administration official, Somebody who knew McMaster, uh, the national, current national security advisor, he leaves in, I guess, a couple of weeks, and, um, and is concerned uh, about where we are going. And that alarms me, because this is a guy that I count on to be uh, a measure of sanity in our very wacky world. We'll talk to Larry at around 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, we'll um, get a taste of our, uh, our great friends that we individually talked to, but we're going to put them together today for at least half an hour. That is Herb Boyd, 
the great African-American journalist, author of Black Detroit, of course, the professor at City College, will bring an alum alongside him of City College and Jerry Austin. Of course, the former campaign manager for Reverend Jesse Jackson is media consultant as well and and uh, a media consultant to the likes of Paul Wellstone, Paul Songus, and Sherrod Brown. Now, I feel that because of what we have seen over the last few weeks since Parkland happened, uh, we want to get a perspective from those who were on the, uh, well, front lines on civil rights against the Vietnam War when people actually, at a very young age, got engaged in politics. And are we seeing that again? We'll get a perspective from both Jerry and Herb coming up as well. Now, we're in the um, hope that uh, over the next few weeks, some of the more progressive leaders will uh, come to us. We were talking in the last couple of uh, days with both uh, representatives, the representative of Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren, and we're going to look to have uh, both of them on in the next month or so uh, as we try to get a perspective, not so much if they're going to run or not, because you know you're not going to get the real answer, Um, but whether or not they are um, determined to see economic inequality um, be a a major part, not only of the 2020 campaign, but in the latter parts of the 2018. Because this, my friend, is still the big issue, particularly in the Midwest, where we're heard today on AM 1510 and its counterpart stations in Madison and around Wisconsin, is that people want to know what kind of job I'm going to have, how much I'm going to have to pay for health care, you know, what is it going to cost to have my kids go to private school or even state school, and, you know, what, are, what, are, what is the government doing for me? And these are all things that need to be discussed. And obviously, keeping us safe from gun violence and those schools that we talked about is a part of that as well. So we'll get a perspective uh, from uh, our two favorite senators, at least my two favorite, and uh, hopefully in the next month or so. Now, phone number to join us, 844-967-2789. You can email me, jeff at revolutionboston.com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff Santos Show. The song of the day comes to us from a band in the Bay Area that was the first band I've ever seen in concert, that is. They um, have a song that I hope everyone who's concerned about gun violence, and not only gun violence, in suburban America, but in urban America, that this song and the words to this song, which of course have been used from every political event to the San Francisco Giants World Series in 2010, where they won for the first time since moving to San Francisco from New York. And it seems to me that it is appropriate because a lot of us who are hopeful that a better America will be in our lifetimes and for the young people who are on the streets yesterday they will not stop and I think that it's really important as people come together from around this nation 
and people from around the world join America, which is unfortunately and tragically the leader in gun violence. That we keep the pressure on the leaders in Congress, in the state houses, And to me, if we don't, if we don't do this, folks, and we let these kids down, these students, some who yesterday were marching with me who were not even 10 years old. And yes, as Steve Perry says, some will win and some will lose. But in the end game, in the end game, we need to keep on fighting. And as I say at the end of my show, it is incredibly important, incredibly important to don't stop believing. And I think if we do that, we will be in much better shape because optimism is where it's at. And frankly, if we can't have the optimism, then we are a society, a democracy that has lost already. So true, Journey and Mr. Perry. And I just hope that the American people and people who believe in a better America understand what this is all about. And I really hope that the young students that I saw yesterday, and I mentioned Boris and a few of the other students that were from around the region of Boston, and we'll be talking to three amazing students, uh, Trayvon, Sarah, and Amelia, a little bit later in this hour, to, to keep that fight up, because that is what's going to keep the rest of folks up, because the young people can lead, can inspire, and it is going to be critical that we indeed uh, do that. Now, I am hoping, I am hoping that at some point, at some point, we are going to be able to get legislators to sponsor legislation and get it passed through the Congress. Now, I am of no illusions that the Republicans would control the House and Senate and many state houses around the country. For the most part, are not going to do much. They may give in from, as they did in Florida, from 18 to 21 to buy an assault weapon they may, they may go ahead and, you know, and do these other small little pieces. But the major pieces, an assault weapon ban around the country, nationally, like we had for a few years when Clinton did it in 94, it expired in 2004. There should be no expiration date. This is not, this is not a, a bottle of peanut butter. There's no expiration here. This is forever. We do not need this. Nobody is going to do anything but kill with an assault weapon. 
and you don't need it to protect yourself. Nobody, I don't care how many conspiracy theories with black helicopters and, you know, taking on the government and all this, one assault weapon or two assault weapons is not going to take out a army brigade armed with nuclear missiles and tanks and an air force. Please, so wake up. Nobody has taken away your handgun or rifle if you want to hunt. But please, folks, there are decent people who own guns. We've had a lot of them on this show, including John Rosenthal, who's a big advocate for stopping handgun violence. He's a gun owner. We've had many others on this show as well. This is not about taking guns away. This is about taking assault weapons, guns that will only kill masses of people in a few seconds. That's what this is about. And it's also about, to the credit of some who would use the excuse that they have to go not against guns because they want to protect their relationship with the NRA, but against those who do not see any desire to talk about mental illness, to talk about bullying, those things do need to be discussed. And it was one of the interesting comments that I had yesterday in conversation um, that I had with, uh, with a young man from Reading uh, High here, suburb in greater Boston, was that, you know, we need to listen to everybody because obviously what has what we have done in the past, basically doing nothing or attempting to do something that, you know, there has not been uh, enough movement that Americans get engaged, so we got to do something different. And if that includes this issue of bullying, then that's fine. And I agree with Boris on this. But it should not interrupt the basic thing because the gun kills. A knife will not do what an assault weapon does. A 38 will not do what an assault weapon does. There is a particular model, and don't give me anything about taking away guns, because there are progressives like Howard Dean and Bernie Sanders who come from rural but very liberal Vermont who believe, like I do, as an urban guy, that if you live 20 miles or 30 miles from a police station, and you want to protect yourself, that you should be able to own a handgun. Or if you're going to use a rifle for hunting, fine. But we're not going to soup you up to be, you know, Chief J. Strongbow and, you know, and march around and, like, you know, a, a bring people on kind of mentality. People have to get rid of this violent, sort of, you know, macho approach to life. Me against the world. And start dealing with the fact that we have to communicate with each other, respect each other, and as many folks who are at war, this was told to me by an aide to Bill Clinton, that when two tribes in Central Africa who've been at war with each other, go down the hill that they share. And there's a line between them. One side is one country, one side is the other. They yell out in their native tongue, I hear you. I hear you. 
And even though those are simple words, that's where we need to begin. And that's where we need to begin the conversation. Now, at the same time, we're at the beginning in that direction on gun violence and other issues. We've got to look around the world, folks. We are not an island country. And a lot of Republicans and a lot of people in the media don't like to hear from the rest of the world. What the rest of the world has already passed us by. If you were lucky enough to see the Michael Moore movie, Where to Invade Next, made a very, very clear point that a lot of the issues that Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Harry Truman and John Kennedy and LBJ were talking about in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s have been ideas that have been adopted by Europe, by Australia, and others. That includes single-payer health care. That includes four years of free public university. They already had it in California and New York. Jerry Austin can prove you that. He was a graduate of City College, where he didn't pay very much, if anything at all. So it's done, folks. We just need to have the leadership. We just need to have Democrats with cojones who are willing to take on Wall Street, who are willing to take on the military-industrial complex, who are willing to take on the quote-unquote establishment and realize that they are there to represent the people, not to get wealthier. You know, someone once said to me, maybe we should just run a bunch of millionaires, or billionaires, but they are not really, you know, tied to anybody. Well, if that was the case, then um, <laughs> we, would have, uh, we would have already seen that happen. A lot of millionaires, you know, have friends who are also millionaires or other billionaires. So they're not going to upset the apple cart unless they are a true leader and will actually say no. Now, you know, people like Tom Steyer and, and others have upset the apple cart. But how many of them are there? I think what we really need to do is we need to find more people, excuse me, like Bernie Sanders, who are just willing to speak truth to power, like Elizabeth Warren. And that's the only way we're really going to really change this. Because it's otherwise, it's just sort of go along and get along. And even if you come in as a progressive, six, eight, ten years later, if you're still there in the office, eh, I just got to get reelected, I got to get my pension, and, you know, we'll make a, a compromise here or there. People get frustrated because if they're in the minority, say in the House of Representatives as an example, you know, they get sort of jaded. Oh, well, nothing's going to change. I just got to do what I got to do and protect myself and blah, blah, blah. We have to get away from that. That's why we need new leaders. That's why I'm for term limits. You know, not two years, but if you serve 10 years, that's fine. Time for somebody else. Entire decade has gone by. Time to give it up. So that's what we need to think about, folks. And I hope you agree. And if you do, give us a call at 844-967-2789. Let's go to the phones and talk to uh, John in Minneapolis. How are you doing, John? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You know, I, I worked uh, this weekend. I saw some of the coverage, uh, you know, of the uh, march, but um, I, I heard that there were over a million people just in Washington, D.C., so um, I'm sure that if you added up all the numbers, um, it's probably a very large uh, number. 
And, you know, you wonder if the, the media, which I think are, are very responsible for creating this monster, you know, they have really perpetuated uh, this, I would say, violent meme, God and guns and... Um, uh, uh, John, you know, if you might, can you explain that they have created? What, what have they created, mass media? Well, I, I think that they have, uh, you know, perpetrated or perpetrated and perpetuated an idea that is is just um, not really uh, the nature of people. I think that the nature of people is to get along and cooperate uh, sure. and, uh, you know, have love and compassion. I, you know, but yet uh, you look on, you know, what... Some of the some people actually believe, and even um, you know, I'm kind of new to Facebook, but you know, and of course you have to, you know, take some things with a grain of salt. But when people feel free to really express their opinion about things, it's just scary. I purposely have uh, friended people that I I kind of knew would probably not agree with me and um you know you you look at the the meme that they the thing that they believe and even some very intelligent people i would say well some of them are professionals they've had careers and uh well iq know, doesn't I, necessarily measure soul um no I think that's it, it really proof. doesn't and um you know to utter i mean i know you come from a catholic background and so do i i'm i'm uh, you know, I, I'm married to a, a, a you know a person who's Russian Orthodox. I, mm-hmm. I'm Orthodox now. I, I go to the Orthodox Church, but um, you know, even even there, I was like astounded. You know, as far as I know, except for you know some saints who fought, fought off the Tartar Mongol hordes in Russia. Um, you know, I, I have yet to see any that have been canonized. Uh, who carried, uh, you know, assault weapons, and to utter well, God and guns is an almost an antithesis of what I believe as a Christian, and yet um, this is where some people are at in various areas of the country. Uh, they, you know, uh, you know, they're they profess a, a certain type of Christianity, and they they bring those two together. So it's very hard to overcome. Uh, I would say that kind of entrenched belief, because it's no longer just. Well, I think you can, but you're going to have to get it to, done at a young age, and I think that's where these kids come in. John, yeah, we'll uh, continue to talk to you throughout the next uh, couple right. hours. We've got to run now, and we'll come back with uh, Trayvon Smith, Amelia Ryan, and Sarah Ray's, the three students who I think are changing their world, and hopefully will change ours in time as well. We're right back. It's the Jeff Santos Show, back in a flash.